from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's whoa, 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 Wednesday here in Sin City. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels joining you here on Wager Talk. Welcome to all of you watching on the Sports Grid TV network. Welcome to Zumo Viewers Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for betters. We're ready to roll. Let's start with exactly the way we start just about every show. Bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books. Take a look at what happened last night. And Ralph, there was no drama whatsoever in D.C. last night. Nats with a big rally in the bottom of the first. They move on to the World Series. This is a team that was in the 20 to 1 range to win the National League after their slow start. Might have even been higher than that when they were 19 and 31. But 20 to 1 is the highest I remember seeing. Washington with a chance to cash some big dog bets, some big return bets as they, drama-free, move on to the World Series. Agreed. I mean, Washington opened at 15 to 1, started sliding. 20 to 1 was the was the highest that I found going back and looking at some sports book sheets. But we know if you picked, if you cherry picked individually, you could have found them. Hey, you know, you, you have three pitchers that can compare to any top three on the top of the rotation. You didn't need to go deep into your bowl. You didn't need to go deep into your roster to find a fourth starter. Hey, and when you did, he almost pitches a no hitter. Uh you're, you're sitting pretty looking forward. Now you cherry pick. Who do you want to play? You want to play the Yankees or you want to play the Astros? Uh, yeah. It's not easy either way uh, for Washington. They're not going to be big dogs against the Yankees. They'll be big dogs against the Astros. But from a starting pitching standpoint, I would not be surprised if uh, if the Yankees get there, if Washington was the favorite or pretty close to pick them in that series. And you talked about the starting pitching, and obviously when you have uh, Scherzer, when you have a Strasburg, when you have a Corbin, and as you mentioned, Sanchez threw uh, six innings of no-hit ball and pitched well uh, in the AL and the NL uh, DS as well. When you have that type of staff to start games, all of a sudden those bullpen woes, they're not mitigated at some point in the World Series, and that's you're going to lose a game with their bullpen. Watch. It'll happen. They ain't going to sweep. Uh, but when you have the ability to bring in a top flight starter out of the pen, boy, that could make a difference for Washington moving forward. Although when it comes to managerial decisions, well, (laughs) Martinez will be a dog against either manager that he faces in the World Series. Nonetheless, game one, very little drama. That one was over early, Ralph. It was, and congrats to him. You know what, let's, the hammer was down. Let's finish the job. They did exactly what they needed to do. You talked about the Cardinals' history of coming back and the way they played. You left no answers. So uh, they they did what champions are supposed to do. When when your foot is on the gas, keep it on the gas. Although St. Louis made things interesting in that game. They got it up and over the total. They cut the lead to 7-4. to four. They had two runners on. Tying run at bat, which is pretty good when you're getting crushed in a game to do that. The Cardinals did not go out without a fight nonetheless. They weren't the better of the two teams. Speaking of not better of the two teams, there was no drama in D.C. There was all kinds of drama in the Bronx. Yankees had the bases loaded in the first, couldn't get anyone home. Didi Gregorius sends a fly ball to give the Yankees the lead, but it dies at the warning track. And next thing you know, 
Astros once again get the money. I keep saying, oh, I can't believe how much Houston's favored. Houston's favored by too much. And yet, <laughs> the, the market merits the results. The Astros have been the better team in this series. And even though it was this close last night, this close for the Yankees to get there, they didn't get there. Houston got the money. Game four tonight already rained out. I think you can look at this game and you're going to say, we had Garrett Cole. He surrendered five walks. This was our opportunity to beat him, and we didn't. So uh, this one's going to go a long way in the memory banks for the New York Yankees. Sure. And then those are the type of games that after the series is over, you say, oh, if we could have just won that one. You know, Yankees had their chances, but chances weren't good enough for the Bronx Bombers last night. Let's talk a little NFL news. The Rams have officially mortgaged their future. They traded away a pair of number ones to get Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, certainly a cornerback worth acquiring, but they also, they put the Tlaib on IR. They traded Peters. It's a weird story in LA right now. Players coming in and coming out and number one draft choices going out the door. Rams are saying, we want to win right now from a team chemistry standpoint. What do you think about these moves that LA is making or has made? I think as a player, despite the Rams being on a three-game losing streak, you say, hey, our management is invested in winning right now. So, you know, let's not worry about this streak. Let's get past them. You know, it, it flew under the radar, but they also traded for Corbett from the Browns for a fifth-round pick. He was a second-round pick out of Nevada on the offensive line. So they went out and got the players they thought would make them better. And I think that despite – being a team off three straight losses, it gives those players a lot of confidence moving forward. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I view that as a buy sign for L.A. Uh, potentially this week. We'll break down Rams-Falcons later in the show. Let's talk about some quarterback news. Ryan Tannehill in. Marcus Mariota out in Tennessee. The betting markets, based on the quarterback change for the Titans, did exactly this. Oh, no move whatsoever. <laughs> with Tannehill in and Mariota out in Tennessee. And it was the same story for Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick announced as the starter this week. Josh Rosen announced uh, as the backup. And the markets did the exact same thing. <sighs> they don't care. The two BQBs, uh, the, the QB, uh, for the, the, the first and second string quarterbacks for both the Dolphins and the Titans, the betting markets are saying there's not even a half point of difference between them. Agree or disagree, it's Ralph? Completely agree. Fitzpatrick and, and Rosen were battling for the job. It wouldn't have mattered who'd got it. I thought Tannehill was the best backup to Mariota, giving him the best duo. Uh, so to make a change there, and I think the change was needed in Tennessee. Mariota, I mean, you have a mobile quarterback who's been sacked 29 times, and that was without getting sacked in the Atlanta game. So we're talking 29 sacks in five games, six sacks a game. That's crazy numbers. Yeah, it really is. Worth noting, in general, the savvy vets tend to be bet on QBs in these spots. I personally upped my pirating for Tennessee by a half point and upped my pirating for Miami by a half point because the veterans are in this week. Mariota has been no good. Wager Talk continues. Line Movers coming up next. Music. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. this is breaking news necessarily but it just came out and i want to talk about it for just a second before we get into line movers because what do we do during the break we look at twitter and what came out on twitter during the break gary bettman the nhl commissioner who has been anti-gambling the whole way gary bettman was asked just now on the about the prospect of in stadium sports betting at madison square garden and other hockey venues in new york state quote I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's a quote from Bettman. Times have changed, Ralph Michaels. It wasn't three years ago that the NHL was in the Supreme Court talking about how betting would irrevocably damage the sport. <laughs> well, you know, Adam Silver deserves a lot of credit for being the innovator in this. You know, he's been a gambling, he's been a gambling uh, on the pro side of gambling on on basketball for years. and. He realizes it's going to help the game. So, uh, again, I, you know, why are you fighting it? It's here. It's going to happen. You might as well accept it. And I think Gary Bettman's finally to the point of accepting it, that uh, it's not going away at this point in time. Sure isn't. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here, buddy. Sports betting isn't going anywhere. It's only going to get bigger. Let's talk about the big line moves right now. And there have been a bunch of them to talk about early in the week. This one's still going, man. There's been nothing but Broncos money. The banged up Chiefs down to minus three in Denver and in Kansas City off back-to-back home losses. The markets are saying it might be three in a row. Denver back-to-back wins. Denver the defensive dog. Nothing but Broncos money from the wise guys in early, in early week betting. 
I agree with the line move. Uh, the Chiefs, the the line is where it is because the Chiefs were who they were last year, down two offensive linemen, a, a banged up Mahomes. Uh, you, you know, the Chiefs are a team where if any other team was allowing 150 plus yards per game and over five yards per carry, they wouldn't be in a way favored. <laughs> Kansas City has that level of respect from the casual betters. The wise guys do not share that respect for KC. Of course, the Chiefs have been money losers in recent weeks. Denver heading the other direction. The Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, almost getting some love, man. Green Bay down to five and a half. Oakland coming off the bye. The Packers very banged up receiving core. Do we anticipate more Oakland money? There are still sixes out there. If you like the Raiders, you want to grab one of those sixes now, yes? I actually think this may come back. I think the public's going to look at Green Bay, say, hey, they won Monday night, not look at it as a fortunate win because hands to the face penalties. You're looking at a team that's five and one. Um, I, this one, I, I expect the public to, to bring this back to six in my estimation. So this is one of those games where if you're betting at a recreational shop, you're going to get a different number, a potential for a very different number than you will at a sharp shop. The sharps all over the Oakland Raiders uh, on Wednesday morning. Uh, so nobody wants the Bengals. Surprise, surprise. Uh, since he, you know, was in the minus three at the opener, bet up to three and a half. Now we're seeing minus fours on Jacksonville. And I understand mustache. We like mustaches of the underdog, but laying four on the road with the Jags. What's up with how bad is Cincinnati? The box score numbers looked far worse than the final score did last week against the Ravens. Well, you have Joe Mixon as your running back. You don't have Ross. You don't have A.J. Green. Andy Dalton, T Teddy, you may be the number three receiver if you go sign up for the Bengals right now. That's how banged up they are. Uh, but it, I, I, it's not a, it, you know, I'm not sure which way the line's going to go. I'm surprised it moved this much. I expect to do nothing on this game except learn. Minshew finally had some adversity. He played from behind. He lost. And he didn't make his reads the same way he did early. And now he's going on the road. So uh, this is one where I'm not sure which way it'll go, but I wouldn't lay any more than this with Jacksonville for sure. Yeah, yeah. If you like the Jags, I'd bet that sooner or rather than later. There are still three and a half widely available. The first fours are starting to pop up. Let's switch our focus to college football here and line movers. And lo and behold, UCLA's taking money. This is all about the Stanford quarterback situation. I'm seeing six and a half. This line opened as high as 10, bet down to seven. And there's a, the one, at least one prominent leading indicator book that's at six and a half right now. Nothing but Bruins money. They're betting against the Cardinal QB situation, right? Or is there something else that I'm missing here? Because they certainly aren't betting series history here. Uh, Stanford has won 11 straight, 10 and one against the number. Their last 11 tries against the UCLA Bruins. Thursday night TV action. What's your take, Ralph Michaels? Clearly, we talked about it yesterday, Costello being out, Mims, Mills being banged up. You know, same situation as Kentucky. You lost your two, and Kentucky might have a wide receiver at quarterback this week. So, uh, yeah, they're betting against Stanford's quarterbacks being out. But, uh, you know, David Shaw uh, against... Uh, against a UCLA head coach is a mismatch. So uh, I'm not that quick to jump it. If if it moves much more, I didn't think I'd have any interest in this game. But getting under a touchdown with Stanford at home now may make me have be on the Cardinal. Sure. I mean, you know, people, guys that rip coaches, I understand people rip coaches. Chip Kelly's worthy of ripping, in my opinion. 
Uh, all that being said, I was with you. I had no interest in the game. And all of a sudden, you see Stanford at six and a half. You say, hmm, maybe. I know I don't want UCLA in this price range, especially after the line moves already taken the value off the Bruins side. We're seeing steam for Fresno State. This Friday night TV action. Fresno, well, they're laying now up to 16 and a half, seven teams even against, US, against UNLV. They did beat UNLV 48 to three last year, but last time the Rebels traveled to Fresno, they won the game in outright fashion. Lots of Bulldog steam this week coming off that bad loss at Air Force last Saturday. I don't agree with this line move at all. Uh, watching UNLV against Vanderbilt without jerseys on, UNLV was the better team. You have a rush attack now. Uh, you know, Magyar came in. He missed the first four games for personal reasons. He put up 100-plus yards. You have dual running backs now with Williams and him. I think UNLV can, can slow down this pace and keep the game close. I am surprised at the line move. And, again, if this line continues to move higher, all of a sudden I may be looking at the Rebels. Yeah, I said 17. There really aren't 17s out there yet. 16 and a halfs are out there on UNLV. And I'll tell you this, Fresno, really good two years ago, really good last year. This year, they're not quite as good as they've been. I'm not convinced the markets know that just yet. The rambling wreck from Georgia Tech. Well, they haven't, it's, what is it, the third week of October? Georgia Tech hasn't covered a point spread yet, not one. And the markets are saying, they're going to cover this week. We're seeing a little bit of sneaky wise guy money supporting Georgia Tech now plus 18 against Miami. Is this pro-Georgia Tech? It has to be anti-Miami money. The markets are saying the Hurricanes have no business in this point spread range. Agree with the latter statement. Miami has no business being in this point spread range. You have an undisciplined team. You're number 128, 126 in penalties, which means you're one of the worst four teams in football. Your quarterback's been sacked 13.4%. He's been sacked four times or more, three three games. Uh, Georgia Tech, again, going through the rebuilding, learning how to change schemes from the option to the pro offense with Jeff Collins. But against Duke, they outgained Duke last week. Again, another line move I don't agree with. Let's talk about the Longhorns. Uh, money coming in on Kansas. Pretty heavy money, sharp money coming in on the Jayhawks. The wise guys expecting Texas to be flat as a pancake this week. Their bet against Miami is big chalk. Their bet against Texas as big chalk as well. I can understand it, but there's a big difference being flat off a win and flat off a loss. And Texas proved earlier this year, going going up the toe-to-toe with LSU, what do they do? They manhandle Rice the next week, 48-13. Uh, I'm indifferent in this, let's say. And I'm not sure which way the line's going to go. I don't think many backers are going to back uh, Kansas when it gets to the public money, but who? how many people are just not going to be interested in this game at all either way? Yeah, worth noting, Tom Herman's been a great dog. Now 14-3 and three ATS is Texas catching points when he's laying points. The Longhorns 11-20-1 against the spread. That's 35%. That's not good in this particular role. When we come back, yeah, big game breakdowns, college football, NFL, tons of games to talk about. Wager Talk continues.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournament in uh, tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Time for big game breakdowns here on Wager Talk. And Ralph, the first game we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about because it's just been postponed. The Astros and the Yankees, I'm like, at some point they're going to announce starting pitching. At some point they're going to announce starting pitching. And you're like, no, they're not announcing starting pitching because the game ain't going to go. They will play tomorrow. The line, early line, is up for that right now. Let me just give it out uh, on air real quick. Uh, we're seeing the Yankees anywhere from minus 125 to minus 130. Favorites, total of eight tomorrow, Tanaka and Granke. We will preview that show thoroughly, uh, that game thoroughly on tomorrow's show. Let's talk some Sunbelt Funbelt football for tonight. Troy taking a ton of money. Looks like their quarterback is healthy. Trojans up to minus 17. I'm even seeing minus 17 and a half popping up. Total 55 and a half. South Alabama with the Jaguars. They are not a good offensive team, Ralph. Can they hang around with Troy at all tonight? And you have a take side or total 
Trojans against the Jaguars. You know, this is a game we would have been talking about on line movers if it wasn't today. This game opened up 14 and a half or 15, and it's been all Troy money. Of course, you have a standalone game on ESPN, a baseball game now getting rained out. And is perhaps that's why we're seeing the line move? Because with those people wanting action and no baseball play, what do you do? You turn to college football, you turn to a game on ESPN, you bet the favor because they're the dominant team. I actually prefer the dog here. We're looking at a Troy team that's four and nine as a home favorite the last three years. We're looking at a Troy team that's not accustomed to being this this size favorite. Yes, they did win in cover beating Akron, but Akron's, again, a bottom feeder team. South Alabama may be close, but it's a division foe that they know very well. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, and I would grab the points. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Certainly from a defensive class standpoint, South Alabama looked a lot better defensively than Troy has so far this season. We're getting the better defense plus 17 points. Might be worth a look. Of course, South Alabama's offense stinks. If this game is a higher scoring game, they're likely to be in trouble. But South Alabama and under makes a little bit of sense to this better. That's the way I would look. Let's stay in college football right here and talk about some of the marquee matchups for the weekend. This one's getting a lot of attention, obviously. The uh, nighttime TV game. And it's a big one in the Big Ten. Penn State minus nine. Total of 44 and a half against Michigan. Let me start with two key factors here, Ralph. Number one, the home field in Happy Valley is worth more than your average college football home field, especially in whiteout games at night. That's a home field that you can legitimately give four or five points to. The second issue is that we've seen Penn State face two, quote unquote, real defenses this season, Iowa and Pitt. That offense hasn't moved in either one of those ball games. Can the Nittany Lions move the ball against Michigan, or is Michigan going to look like they did at Wisconsin, which is blown from the get-go? Can we trust the Wolverines on the road in a series that is all blowouts? Each of the last three years has been a big blowout. Last year, it was Michigan blowing out Penn State, so the Nittany Lions are in revenge at home. To your point about home field edge, Teddy, I give Penn State a six-point home edge for their whiteout game. I give LSU a six-point home edge for night games in Baton Rouge. Those are the two strongest. I do have couple. I do have couple five-point home edges in college football, uh, Ohio State, and a handful of other teams. But again, this I, I agree that this line is warranted where it is. You said you mentioned Penn State. You talked about getting shut down against Pittsburgh with 389 yards and getting shut down against Iowa with 294 yards. Well, Penn State was at Iowa, put up 294 yards. Michigan was at home against Iowa and put up 267 yards and then add in under 300 yards against Wisconsin. At the beginning of the season, I would have said Michigan draws the edge of quarterback with Shea Patterson over Shane Clifford. After six games, I wouldn't say that. I'd give Penn State the quarterback edge. I give Penn State the offensive edge. I call the defenses even. If I had to pick an edge, I'd pick Penn State. And I also give Penn State a huge special team edge. Michigan one and seven ATS their last eight road games. Michigan seventeen fumbles on the season. And if that if that comes to fruition in a Penn State whiteout game, this could be a blowout. It's worth noting there's been nothing but Penn State money 
If you like the Nittany Lions, that's one to bet sooner rather than later. The leading indicator books are saying there is likely to be continuing Penn State money. Michigan, not an attractive choice for bettors this Saturday, at least not based on early betting action. Uh, Let's talk some SEC football. Oh, Georgia. Yeah, they're a fun team to talk about this. They're laying 25 again. You know, they were 24, 24 and a half, 25 at the open last week. It was 21 by kickoff. Nothing but South Carolina money in that game. But this week, the money's not coming against Georgia. That has a lot to do with Kentucky's quarterback situation. And in theory, a game where maybe the Bulldogs will wake up a little bit. It does. I'm just looking at my power ratings right now. To put it in perspective, I have South Carolina 10 and a half points higher than Kentucky. And now let's talk about Kentucky's potential situation. Terry Wilson out, Sawyer Smith out. You may have Lynn Bowden, a wide receiver, playing quarterback. Uh, So I'm going to hold off any real analysis on this game. I do lean with the under thinking Georgia's defense is going to hold Kentucky to a very marginal point total. And with, you know, with Florida on deck, I think any win will suffice for Georgia. I did pull up a stat here since 2013 when an AP top five team is off a straight up loss. This number surprised the heck out of me. They've gone 20, 41, and 2, only 32.8% against the spread in the next game. Most instances, when an AP top five team loses, you get a bubble burst because they're out of the national championship hopes. But with Georgia, that really didn't hurt them. If they win the SEC and win the SEC championship, they're going to be in. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this whole thing with Georgia's bubble burst, their bubble's not burst. If they win out, they'll be in the playoff. If they win out. Now, this is a game where they may just be looking to win by margin. That's a great angle, Ralph. 33% since 2013. That's a pretty negative subset for teams like Georgia, ranked in the top five, coming off a straight-up loss the following week. If you bet against them, you cashed more than 67% of your wagers over the last six years. Oklahoma State against Baylor. This is a fun one. And this is one that's getting a lot of early week betting action. The Cowboys coming off a bye. The Bears at 6-0. and And so far, it's been nothing but Oklahoma State money. It was three, up to three and a half. Now I'm starting to see fours popping up on the Cowboys. The betting markets expect, expect Baylor to suffer their first loss of the season on Saturday. Teddy, I just want to go back and mention something. Baylor was one of those teams that popped in the AP Top 25 for the first time last week. What happened? They struggled as a 10-point favorite against Texas Tech. Teams this year that have, since the opening poll, have popped into the AP Top 25, have now gone 2-12 and against the spread. The teams this week... Minnesota, Missouri, and App State are all AP Top 25 teams we look to fade. With that said, Baylor has played the number 96 schedule. There's only 130 FBS teams, by far the weakest Power 5 schedule. So that plus 135 yards per game is as fake as it gets. Oklahoma State has played the number 36 schedule, and they are plus 113 yards per game. So only 20 fewer yards per game despite playing 60 slots better in strength of schedule. I think Baylor's a very fake 6-0 team. Oklahoma State off a bye, off a loss. 
with the the nation's leading rusher, I am on the Cowboys this week. Yeah, and the markets are with you as well. So that's another one. If you like Okie State, don't wait. Markets are already at three and a half. It's going to four. It could go higher. Uh, and that does concern me a little bit about this one. I expect Okie State to win the game, but Baylor's a pretty good defense to be laying this kind of points to. And Okie State, I mean, they overachieved a little bit early in the season. I'm not convinced they're quite as good as their record would indicate. Let's talk some late night West Coast bailout action. And no, this doesn't mean that if you have a rough day on Saturday, you load up on this game. But it does mean that I know there's more betting attention on this game than most. Air Force, minus three on the road at 63 and a half. Total in Hawaii, late night Mountain West football conference action. I look at the Hawaii Warriors and I am very impressed Wins against Arizona and Oregon State. Your loss is at Washington, where a lot of teams are going to lose, and at Boise. Uh, I'm surprised they're a, they're in a they're a home dog of of this much. Uh, I would have thought the line was closer to one or pick them. With that said, though, Hawaii is allowing over 5.3 yards per carry. We know Air Force is going to run the ball. We know Hawaii is going to pass the ball. Air Force is allowing 65% completions. The technicals also agree. Air Force 10 and 1 over under as an away favorite. Hawaii 9-3-1 over under as a home dog. I do like the over in this final game on Saturday. Yeah, I mean look, the Air Force rushing attack is gonna gash Hawaii's defense, and Hawaii's passing game has a chance to gash Air Force's offense. Will the pace be enough? Will they settle for field goals? Fun game to close out the night on Saturday. Wager Talk continues. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow Ralph on Twitter at Cal Sports LV. You can follow the Sports Grid Network on Twitter at Sports Grid. And be sure to download that Sports Grid app so you can get all of this quality content available on demand on your device. Download the Sports Grid app. Follow Ralph and I and Sports Grid on Twitter. And let's get into it when it comes to big game breakdowns. It's NFL time. We'll start in Seattle, where the Seahawks lay in three and a half, total of 50 and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. And Baltimore's box score looked very different from their final score last week. They dominated the box score. They outgained the Bengals nearly two to one. But Lamar Jackson's been making mistakes. Their red zone execution hasn't been particularly good on offense. These long drives settling for field goals. Now they got to travel across the country and take on a Seahawks team that has what I got. I mean, look, if I had a vote today, it's not even close. Russell Wilson would be my vote for the NFL's MVP. 14 touchdowns, no INTs, and he's made every play they've needed him to make from week one this season. But now Seattle has to win and win by margin. Their statistical profile is not great. Seahawks, minus three and a half, 50 and a half against the Ravens. We've seen Baltimore money. I'm surprised we haven't seen any over money in this one. Maybe we'll see some coming up. What's your take, Ralph Michaels? Baltimore is a team that I can I can say, listen, they struggled against Cincinnati because they were coming off a road win against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a game that put them in control of their division. So being in a letdown mode against Cincinnati doesn't concern me. I do favor Baltimore in this game and watching the Ravens closely over the past couple weeks, different coaches react differently when you're in garbage time and you can get that backdoor touchdown. When Harbaugh had Lamar Jackson down 15 against Cleveland with under a minute to go, he was still running fast paced plays with a quarterback throwing and with the quarterback scrambling. That's the exact type of offense you want when you're getting over a field goal on the road to always have a live dog situation and the backdoor cover always being open. We know Seattle's wins, four of their five wins decided by eight points or less. Baltimore, only one loss by over six points their last 13 games. They both play close games, and I'll take the three and a half points in that situation. Yeah, and we have seen a little bit of under money coming on this one. I quoted 50 and a half before. That's down to 49 and a half at most locations. Now, there has been a fair bit of under money in early a week betting action over the course of the last 12 hours or so. Teddy, we mentioned Teddy Bridgewater's record last week, and it's been exemplary as a starter. And he's won every game he's had, but he has yet to 
be trailing at halftime. Had the lead against Seattle, had the lead against Dallas, had the lead against Tampa, had the lead last week. Now they go to face the Chicago Bears. If Kamara's not healthy, I'm not sure the Saints are going to be able to hang with the Bears. Chicago has gone eight and two their last 10 as a home favorite. Who gets it done this week? The Bears, a three point favorite, a total of 38 and a half. And when did we ever think we were going to get a Saints number with 38 and a half as the total? Yeah, no doubt. That's the one that's there. You're like, Saints and 38 and a half. Uh, I'm interested in your database. Uh, when the last time the Saints had a total below 40? Uh, I'm going to guess it might have happened before Sean Payton was their head coach. He's been their head coach for a long time. Might have been a weather game, but in the 30s, few and far between uh, for New Orleans. And part of that's because Drew Brees is always healthy, which he's not now. Bridgewater has this incredible ATS record. No question about it. The Saints are not covering point spreads because of Teddy Bridgewater. They're covering point spreads right now because their defense has played out of their minds. When your defense is stepping up and playing every week, Again, the markets have devalued, they devalued New Orleans like six points once Breeze got hurt and Bridgewater came in. And that adjustment proved to be too much. And then it was like, okay, four points. All right, well, now it's two points. All right, well, now where do we rank New Orleans? My power ratings with Teddy Bridgewater have the Saints as a top three team in the NFL right now because of that defense. But if you have Bridgewater, a four straight win without Kamara, Facing the Bears defense off what was a shoddy showing before the bye week in London against the Raiders. I mean, we haven't seen Chicago's defense get pushed around in that game. It's very much a statement game for the home team. I don't know who yet's playing quarterback for Chicago. There's still talk that Trubisky may be ready this week. That's not a done deal. Um, I know the Bears aren't a team I'm excited about laying points with, <laughs> but from a spot standpoint, this is, and we keep saying it, but again, this is not a New Orleans spot. And without Kamara, there's no way I'm looking at the Saints this week. Probably not a game I get involved with. Teddy, you ask, I've got an answer for you. The last time a Saints game had a total under 40 points, so 39 and a half or less, was December 31st, 2006. The Saints were playing the Panthers. It was a total of 37. Uh, so but, I don't, re- I don't remember who the quarterback was in 2007. I'm sure you do. Changing oh, gears God, here. Was that Aaron Brooks? I, yeah. Well, that, again, that, I, that's up to you. I'll give you the numbers. I, you need to figure out the, the people involved. Sure. Sure. Uh, that might've been Aaron Brooks. That's a week 17 game as well, where, you know, there's going to be weather that I, 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 well, I it was Tampa. So it wasn't weather, but it was a week 17 game where there would be resting starters. 2006, though, they had five games in that range as well. So in 2006, their average total was in this number. They even had some 37s in that season. So let's switch gears. Let's go to the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys are a three-point favorite, a total of 48.5. We knew Dallas was fake after their first few games against Miami and Washington. I don't think they're as bad as their last three games, all losses. But the Philadelphia Eagles have an injury report as long as anyone what do you make of this NFC matchup with the Cowboys? A field goal favored a total of 48 and a half. Well, and it's funny you talk about the injury report because if you say Dallas is fake or Dallas is real, Dallas's problems are largely injury related. They really are. They were missing, what, three offensive linemen last week. Uh, their receiving core is in shambles. Vander Esch spent the week dealing with the flu and he has got a bad knee. He wasn't right. So when you have cluster injuries at two keys, I mean, Dallas, what does Dallas need? What's the strength of the Cowboys? That offensive line. 
Clusters in the offensive line. All right, well, what do we got to do against the Jets? Well, they have a pretty good run defense. We've got to throw the football. Oh, we got no receivers. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know, that's why Dallas is struggling. It's not because Jason Garrett's an idiot. It's not because Dak Prescott can't do anything. They're hurt right now, and they're every bit as hurt as Philadelphia. Philadelphia is getting healthier. Deshaun Jackson could be back this week. They could have Ronald Darby uh, back this week. Mills could be back in the secondary uh, this week. So they do have an ugly, long injury report, but this is absolutely a game where you want to be paying attention to what, you know, what the status is on Thursday, what the status is on Friday, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when we talk about the man, I mean, you know, both teams coming off ugly losses, really ugly losses. I don't know which one was uglier, but when we talk about the fundamentals for this ball game. Cowboys are an easy handicap. When they can run, they can win. They can't run. It's going to be more of a struggle. And the one thing the Eagles defense has done all season, they've stuffed the run. So this is a game where Prescott's going to have to beat them with a bad offensive line and a banged up receiving core. I guess you can see which way I'm leaning in this one. Philly didn't play well. Their secondary got lit up last week. You know, And if nobody's healthy for the Eagles secondary this week, they could get lit up again. But I look at the fundamentals for the Eagles as being, you know, they're as good or better than Dallas. Um, and the threes, again, I'm not sure they're going to hold. Two and a half starting to pop up. If you like Philly, I bet them sooner rather than later, maybe even before that Cowboys injury report comes out. It's not likely to be a good-looking injury report. We both could have made a lot of money if you told me at the beginning of the year the Rams were going to be 3-3 three and three after six games and the Falcons were going to be 1-5. and five. I've got two quarterback numbers here to talk about. The first is from football uh, uh, perspective. Matt Ryan is the first quarterback, they say, in NFL history to have a quarterback rating of 133 or higher in back-to-back games and lose. On the flip side, I went up and looked at Jared Goff his last 14 games. That includes the playoffs. In his last 14 games, he has 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and 14 fumbles. So Jared Goff has 29 turnovers in 14 games. The Rams are a three-point favorite, a total of 50 and a half. And the money's come against L.A. Uh, You know, we've seen a a fair bit, uh, at least a little bit of Atlanta money uh, early in the week. The threes may, I I expect the threes to hold because the public's going to be all over the Rams in in this game. And frankly, I don't blame them. I'm not, QB rating is based is overemphasizes touchdown to interception ratio. And Matt Ryan hasn't thrown a lot of picks and he's thrown a bunch of TDs and that hasn't been the case for Goff. But when you compare the defenses, you know, this whatever the 49ers defense they faced last week versus the Falcons defense they faced this week, I mean there's no comparison. When we look at Goff, you know, Goff uh played a shootout against the Bucks bad pass defense. They got the 40 in that ball game. They had a shootout in Seattle. They got the 29 in that ball game. Against a good defense, I do not trust the L.A. Rams. I will not bet the L.A. Rams. The Falcons don't have a good defense. This team has five sacks for the season. Last week, the missed extra point, the go to one and five. I understand that Atlanta, you know, again, the numbers look good. but And the moves that the Rams made, we both talked about at the top of the show, those weren't we're quitting on our coach and quitting on our season moves. Those are we're trying to win right now moves. I do think the addition of Jalen Ramsey is a nice boost for that Rams locker room. I wouldn't go against L.A. this week. 
even though they are a quote unquote public bet this week. How about this for a little TNA? We talk about it in college. Those, of course, my Ralph Michaels trends and angles. Since 2012, when there has been an NFL double-digit home dog, like we're going to talk about with San Francisco and Washington, the over-under is four overs, 27 unders. That is 87.12% to the under. The teams that are a dog want to slow the clock. We know Callahan is an offensive lineman who's rushed the ball more for the Redskins. You've talked several times about the 49ers defense. Tell us about San Francisco making the trip to the West Coast as a 10-point favorite with a total of 42. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic West Coast team traveling east for an early start game. Again, you know, coming off a huge win against a divisional foe in a statement game. And uh, I mean, from a spot standpoint, San Fran stinks this week. This is not a bet on spot. And the point spread has to be reflective of the fact that the 49ers have looked like a top five team this year. And that may be giving them short while the Redskins you know, uh, played the worst team in the NFL last year and needed to survive uh, uh, last week, I should say, and needed to survive a two-point conversion to win the game at the end. In addition, just read this report uh, already during the show uh, where the report out of Redskins camp today, Keenum couldn't practice. Dwight, uh, Dwayne Haskins was behind center. And everyone's like, oh, Gruden got fired because they wouldn't want to play Haskins. Nobody wants to play Haskins because he's not ready. Every coach and every coordinator said that. He's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. Well, he was taking first string snaps in practice today, which means perhaps a conservative game plan. We know what Bill Callahan wants to do. Callahan last week, uh, Adrian Peterson, season high in carries, season high in rushing yards. The Redskins want to hand the ball off. The 49ers just want to win and get out of town. That's an under. That makes a ton of sense, Ralph. I like your take on that one. Fits into the trend, and that's a trend. What was it, 27 and 4 to the under? 27 and 4 to the under, yep. That's significant. We'll be right back here on Week. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. stretch of wage talk and this is important ralph i'm excited about this segment right here because i want to talk about why being a better is way better than being a fan and there's three key reasons i know there's lots of fans out there you want to be a fan that's great all right this is how this season ends for fans okay they lose in the baseball, 29 out of the 30 teams are going to lose. In the NFL, 31 out of the 32 teams are going to lose. In the NBA, 29 out of the 30 teams are going to lose. Unless you have that one team, you're going to lose as a fan. You're going to end the season disappointed, crushed, angry, upset. Everything sucks. As a better, hey, man, one side's going to win every game. You know, uh, side total, uh, half the better is going to be happy after any given game. Fans always unhappy. Betters, at least half of them are going to be happy. One, betters get to change allegiances when their team is gets hot and gets cold. Hey, I'm riding the Falcons. Oh, I'm not riding the Falcons anymore. Now I'm going to ride the Seahawks. Easy peasy. When you're a fan, you're stuck with the same team even when they're cold. Forever. Even when they're rebuilding. For years. Or decades. Just ask any Lions fan or Bengals fan, or I can go on and on about the bad franchises, et cetera, et cetera. You're stuck with that team. We get to change the teams we like every week. You fans are stuck with your team. And then it comes to the owners. Guess who owns me? Nobody. All right, I work for Sports Grid. They don't own me. But if you have a James Dolan, if you have a Daniel Snyder, if you have these giant billionaire assholes running your team, and you're a fan of that team, what do you do? You're stuck with that team forever. Being a better beats being a fan. Ralph, what's your take? Well, I was going to say that being a better, I can watch the South Alabama Troy game tonight. Being a fan, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. And exactly. As a better, you're interested in Sunbelt football on a Wednesday. As a fan, not so much. Yeah, there's a lot to like about being a better. Being a fan, nothing but heartbreak. I've been a fan. I used to be a fan. Not anymore. Call me Blackheart. All I'm rooting for now is the team that I've got money on. Stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up next here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Thank you so much for watching Ralph and I here on Wager Talk. We'll be back again mañana. Couldn't catch the live show? Yes. Make sure to download our podcast at the FNTSY Sports Network Audio Boom channel. Oh, super. Sports Grid. News update. 
In Major League Baseball, the Washington Nationals are headed to the World Series. They await the winner of the ALCS, Houston Astros, and the New York Yankees. But the Nationals swept the Cardinals out of the NLCS. Other news from the MLB. The Angels are close to hiring Joe Madden. Looks like there'll be a three-year deal worth upwards of $15 million per season. In the NFL, Deshaun Jackson did not practice on Wednesday, but he did get some running in on the side. Alvin Kamara could play this week, though he's been dealing with an ankle injury for those New Orleans Saints. And Marcus Mariota, former number two overall pick in the NFL draft, has been benched in Tennessee, and Ryan Tannehill will start week seven against the Chargers instead. And in the NBA, Knicks head coach David Bisdale said he is still undecided on who his starting point guard will be. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned at the top of every hour for your latest news updates. Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid.